of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to welcome you into our family where we basically have a few rules. We tell the truth. We believe in common sense, conservative values. Uh, we look at each other through the same lens. We believe in, in liberty and justice for all. We believe in freedom. We love America. And if that floats your boat and this is the first time for you to be at this program, pull up a chair. Get comfortable, spend some time, think about getting our uh, podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, or join in the live video stream so you can see behind the scenes the entire three hours. Wendy Bell Radio Network app, just thanks for being here. we got lots to talk about today, as I think the, the choice is becoming very clear to a growing number of previously on autopilot, if you will, Americans. And we're going to talk about that. First up, you know what we do. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Just a few hours from now, just outside of Atlanta, there's going to be a funeral, a viewing and a funeral for Lake and Riley. And the mom in me this morning was very much aware. I can't fathom what that family feels. Their beautiful young daughter with so much ahead of her, savagely beaten and murdered, we're told, by the hands of an illegal alien. And her death today, I believe, is the final pullback of the veil to see what three years of failure, three years of corruption, three years of progress in the eyes of the global elite, what it gets you. It gets you heartache. And it's significant to me today because I have three of my five sons at various interesting chapters in their lives and those poor parents in Georgia just realized that their book closed 
on one of the brightest chapters. I have a son who's going to be leaving in a couple months to really go out on his own. And he's home now, just turned 24, enjoying the younger brothers who are still at home and not already in college. And I see in his eyes the reality that he knows the days of his youth and the comforts are numbered. And he's going to have to walk through a new door and write a new chapter and not know who the characters are and how the plot will unfold. And I can only hope Joe and I have done our best to give him all of the tools, all of the beginnings of that table of contents. And then my second son FaceTimed me yesterday from Hawaii. He's there on spring break because as a California student, cheapest flight, go figure, is further west to, Ohio, to Hawaii. And my son decided to take an hour away from his buddies and sit at a picnic table just with me and look at my face and tell me about his life, what he was doing, what he was thinking, his thoughts for graduation and moving on, what he dreamed of, his contingencies, where he hoped to be. And I sat there and I looked into his eyes and I drank in every word. And my third son is graduating high school and is waiting to hear about the colleges he has applied to, which one will be the one. And he too knows that this high school chapter, the living at home with mom and dad, it too is coming to an end. And there is excitement and there is terror, I would imagine, among all three. And all I want to say is just go out there and do what you were taught. Remember how you were raised and understand our expectations. Now go out there and follow your dreams. Lake and Riley wasn't able to do that. And we're going to have more of these stories to talk about. And if for no other reason that we agree to awaken together today to see what is at stake, to see what the possibilities are in front of us, and to be very direct and sober in our assessment that this cannot go on and that we have a choice. The choice is clear. And we saw it yesterday at the border. We're going to talk in the minutes ahead about the dueling visits of President Biden and President Trump and everything about those individual trips. Joe Biden to Brownsville, Texas. Donald Trump to Eagle Pass. 
everything about those two visits is as starkly different as what life used to be like before Joe Biden became president. And they've run out of reasons to try to convince us otherwise because there, there is no more excuse to make. They're taking our sons and our daughters. They're wiping out great educational gains and creating chaos in our schools and discontent where you are to be judged based on boxes that you check and not on the human being God created you to be. And over the next nine months, more of these stories are going to hit home to us. My son got into the University of Georgia, or excuse me, he's waitlisted, deferred at the University of Georgia. Don't think we didn't look at that and just ache for any parent who gets that phone call or that knock on the door because it didn't have to happen. It's preventable. This path is reversible. It is changeable. But the time to make that change is fast approaching. And there is work to do. And it's not enough for you to sit back and listen to me. It's time for you to take action. It's time for you to open up your individual story and find that next blank page and determine what it says, what it says about you, what it says about your love of this country, what it says about your legacy to your family, what it says about this chapter of American history. And I get it. It's easy to feel as though you don't matter. We all do. So my, my story to my sons, and it's hard to be in that place. We've worked hard to get to this place knowing that everything ultimately is about to change. And it's going to change on three fronts, all at once. And we've got to be ready. Excited, nostalgic, nervous, and proud. Because at the end of the day, I always said, my greatest objective would be to give to this country five tremendous young men. And I'm well on my way. All right, this idea, before we get into the nuts and bolts, Amos Miller, Amish farmer, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Big day yesterday. We're breaking it down for you. We got all the details, right? We're also going to talk about the border. We're also going to talk about threats and the good news. Wow. You're not going to see this one coming. All on deck next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
Well, I will say hello, a special hello to the gentleman fishing for bass in a tournament in Texas who just got in touch with us and said, listening to Wendy Bell Radio while fishing. I think that is fantastic. You have made my month, and today's the first day of it, so it looks good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, so as I, you know, and we try to do this on this program to say, there's a lot that we can all do to contribute. You don't have to become somebody who's involved with a campaign and is down on the ground knocking on doors. You have gifts and talents. You you do something better than everybody else. Whether you're an organizer, whether you're good with numbers, right? Whether you're a really good planner or you have time to knock on doors. You have time to volunteer, to pay attention to what's going on in our elections, or you have time to get behind a candidate and you do your due diligence and make sure that individual represents exactly what they say they do, right? We have these talents and we've got to get involved because it matters. You know, we are the silent majority, but the silence is changing and it's gurgling, it's bubbling. And I've told you that there's a vibration. There is an energy. There is a feeling of something not even short of miraculous that is bubbling in this country right now. And it is an enthusiasm. It is a an awakening. And, and I think if I could use one example to you to show you how much what you do matters. Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch, I mean, absolutely got destroyed because people like you and I said, just stay in your freaking lane. Don't try to give me some kind of woke advertising nonsense. If I like your beer, I like your beer. Don't push me. And they pushed us. And they pushed something that we're not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with this. Don't try to give me a transgender individual and make them your poster child and think it's not insulting to those of us who believe in tradition, family values, and who don't need it served to us on a woke platter with a six-pack. How about this headline? That boycott last year that you guys were a part of? In retaliation of a very bad business decision and a cascade of poor decisions to follow, you cost Anheuser-Busch $1.4 billion. $1.4 But Do you know what that is? If we were just to, to, to do the math on that, 365 days last year, I'm the moron who did it. And it takes me time. (laughs) $3.835 million a day. That's what you making a decision and walking by that section at your liquor store or your grocery store or the, the Circle K down the street. That is what that decision did. That's that's a wave. That was the beginning of. An eye-opening, the likes of which I'm sure many of us weren't expecting. Because let's face it, as conservatives, we tend to be indifferent about some things. We're busy 
I don't feel like I need to meddle in your business. I'm not here to tell you what to do. But when you push me and I warn you and I say, look, I like your beer. Don't like what you're doing with it. Don't do it. And you do it again and again and again and again. Done. I'm done. And I'm not coming back. There is no making amends there. And I think this is analogous to what we're seeing right now. The pushback against this progressive faction that has taken the Democratic Party over a very extreme cliff. We don't recognize you anymore on the left. I don't see commonality with you anymore on the left. We don't share the same values. And it's not okay for you to blame lack of involvement or you don't really understand the nuance of things. Like Taylor Lorenz, that hack Washington Post writer who wanted to talk about book bannings and how MAGA Republicans are trying to eliminate certain kinds of books and silencing certain kinds of voices in school libraries until she was shown images, graphic images of the very books promoting things that we do not accept. And then what did she do? Well, I I don't know if that's right or wrong. She couldn't defend her own outrage. These people are paper thin. They are used to getting away with everything they want to get away with. They're not used to somebody standing up and saying, prove it. Show me your evidence. Give me the facts. Let's go. I'm ready to take on this conversation. They are not ready for you to be educated. Beyond that, they are not ready for you to be educated and done. Because that was what happened to Anheuser-Busch. 1.4 billion reasons why that could have been stopped a year ago. When we come back on this program, we have an important discussion to have, and it is the not the culmination of our following Amos Miller, the Amish farmer in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who is being literally hunted by the Department of Agriculture, the State Department of Agriculture. They want to shut him down. They want to bankrupt him. Why? Because he believes in tradition and family values and growing good food and providing for his neighbors. And that's not what the government wants. They want total control. You have the power to stop them. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I always go back to that scene from A Christmas Story where Ralphie loses it on the bully uh, in the snow and and tackles him and just beats the snot out of him. And then he gets into this rage, this rage where he's just like, this is where this is where we are approaching. I don't think we are there yet, but you got a lot of people in this country who've been pushed around, who've had rocks thrown at them who've been told to sit down. Their opinion is not required. But we do need you to go through this training module, which tells you that white people are bad. 
How many different ways in which have your sensibilities, have your values that were baked into you from your parents that you've now moved on to teach your children have been violated by this whole idea of progress. It's, it's all semantics. It's 180 degrees. It's not progress. We are America in decline. We are America in retrograde. We are going backwards by design. And the pendulum stops when we say it does. And I got to tell you, for people to show up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is not a hotbed uh, of news, to protest and to be there in solidarity with Amos Miller and his attorney yesterday for this court case, this hearing, which is nothing more than government grasping for any control it can have. Amos Miller, an Amish man, a farmer who for decades has farmed his land. He's raised livestock, provided the finest quality meats, and raw dairy products and the vegetables and the canned goods and the grains and all of it and has a club of 4,000 members who buy directly from him. He has never had a complaint. There has never been anybody who's gone to the Department of Health and said, you know what, I think I got sick buying some of this dude's stuff. Not once in 20 years until the Department of Agriculture decided to say over the holidays that they'd gotten a report that somebody died drinking perhaps his eggnog. Thin on evidence, but big on muscle, they decided to raid his farm yet again. And shut him down and quarantine what has to be hundreds of thousands of dollars of of food in his freezer and in his refrigerators. But to pin this, this target on his back as though, as a man who's taking care of his neighbors and providing the finest food he can... He's somehow in violation of the law. Well, yesterday was the court case for it, the hearing for it. And the lawyer for Amos Miller, a guy by the name of Robert Barnes, was outside. The Lancaster Patriot managing editor, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Hume, is the guy who's, who's talking to him on his cell phone and says, dude, tell us what just happened inside that courtroom. Because for some of it, we were allowed, and then for a part of it, we were shooed out. Well, what did you hear inside there, lawyer representing this targeted Amish farmer? Go. So we had a full hearing and the government was unable to produce any evidence that any person in Pennsylvania or anywhere in the world has ever been harmed by any product of Amos Miller. That means they've had all these years to investigate. They've been able to cross check every pathogen that exists unknown to man. And at the end of it, what they come up with is that not a single consumer of his products has any complaint against him. You're talking about millions of products, thousands of Americans, and all of them uniformly, all the ones that testified, almost 400 people signed statements under penalty of perjury that they desperately need what Amos Miller provides for their health, for their family's health, 
for religious and politically expressive purposes for things that are supposed to be protected under the Constitution. The only credible expert witness testified that she thought there was no risk of any harm from Amos Miller's products and that in fact they were of critical benefit to people, not only those who testified, but to those who haven't yet had the joy of having products from Amos Miller's organic farm. So that leads me to say, what the hell are we doing? Why are we even here? What are you doing? Gross government overreach. Period. End of story. There was no proof of anybody harmed, let alone anybody who reported a problem with any of the millions of products Amos Miller has sold over decades in Pennsylvania. So what's the real story, Mr. Barnes? Control. Control is the key. And if they can control what one man is allowed to do with his farm, what he's allowed to do with the tools on his farm, whether or not he's allowed to grow fruits, vegetables, meat, dairy for his neighbors, next they come for you. Go. We're going to figure out whether are you as a farmer allowed to make your own food? Are you allowed they, the state testified that they don't even think you're allowed to make food without their permission, eat food without their permission, purchase food without their permission. If they don't, you're not even allowed to do it on your own farm. In this case, they've been rationing food, telling Amos how much he can eat, how much he can feed his own family, how he can't even feed his own pigs. That's how insane it's got. It's got to the point the state of Pennsylvania thinks they should have a complete monopoly on all food everywhere. And if if it's in your fridge, they can come in and take it, steal it, destroy it, because they didn't give you permission to eat it first. That's what this is about. This is the real story. This is part of the reason why I call Pennsylvania the land before time. Wake up! So Chris Hume from the Lancaster Patriot asks him, so what comes next? Well, today at some point, we're expecting some decision from the judge. Is Amos going to be able to go about living his life? Is he going to be able to go and harvest his crops? Is he going to be able to go sell his stuff? What's going to happen with this? Well, we can tell you this. The judge who said, well, what would be the problem of just agreeing to some kind of a raw milk permit? Would that make this mess go away? Because Amos does things the Amish way. He's not affiliated with the government, doesn't use antibiotics and hormones. He's not regulated by them. They want to regulate. They want to control. What about this raw milk permit? What's that? Listen. The judge was hopeful that the state would have some proposal of resolution, but they don't. The state has been clear all the way through. They demand that it's their way or the highway. That's it. And they said that they would never let Amos, if he accepts a raw milk permit, they will not let Amos make any yogurt, any kefir, any colostrum, any any of the smoothies, any of the cream, any of the butter, all things that people testified to under penalty of perjury, some of whom traveled here long distances to get here to testify, who said they have to have to stay alive. So the state of Pennsylvania was unwilling to agree to anything. And so the, the judge said he hopes to issue a ruling tomorrow. Uh, we're hopeful that the judge takes into consideration everything he heard. Uh, but and, and at least give some relief from the stringent nature of the current injunction. But we'll find out. It might uh, have to go to higher levels ultimately. So you think to yourself, well, what, why do I care about a small farm in Pennsylvania? I, I live in Oregon or I'm in Miami or I live in New York State. This is everywhere. This is that last gasp of control. They're desperate. So why on earth would Amos Miller sign any kind of document agreeing to to allow some permitting if doing so would prevent him from doing exactly what he's doing? Screw you! 
How about that? How about that? Is the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture paying attention? Because I have a message for you. I hope you here. Come on in real close. Just so we make sure there's nothing lost in translation. Right. You suck. And you're an embarrassment. You embarrass me to live in this state. You are embarrassing. All the Democrats who are down for this stuff. You embarrass me. And by the way, in the event that you think this is isolated right here, extrapolate in your mind. What, what next? What next? Where does it go? You think that this isn't punitive. Listen to this. Listen to Amos Miller's attorney. Listen to his succinct summation of basically the lawlessness of this suck. Listen. It's one of the most punitive injunctions ever issued in the history of the country. And so right now, Amos Miller is not allowed to make raw milk products. He's not allowed to deliver them. He's not allowed to give them away. He's not allowed to feed his own family unless they give him advanced permission. He's not allowed to feed his own pigs unless they give him advanced permission. That's how strict this current injunction is. This is how they treat January 6th, folks. This is the plan. We're going to make something up. The goal is to destroy you because we can't control you because whatever you're doing, you're doing well. And we hate success. We have to control it. But lying, lying before the court, is that honestly what this Department of Agriculture in Pennsylvania did? Listen. Dig into PDA's files. What you will find is the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture joking with other lawyers and personnel about putting Amos Miller in handcuffs and taking and foreclosing on his farm. That's who the PDA really is. We have food recalls every week, every day in this state. PDA does nothing about any of it. Instead, they want to run a small Amish farmer out of business who's never harmed anybody, who has the best safety record of any farmer in the country for the last 20 years. We have to ask, should the PDA even exist as an agency? Boom. It's time for the legislature to look at what's going on. The judge said maybe the legislature needs to get involved here, and they probably do. Maybe we need to dig even deeper than that and, and rethink our legislature. This is the local level, ladies and gentlemen. This is all we talk about. And finally, finally, of course you know, this has retaliation stamped all over it. People want food the Amish way, the Amos Miller way, not the PDA way. That enrages them. That's why they want to bankrupt them. That's why they want to imprison them. That's why they're making jokes about it on their emails. They're not out to help Amos Miller. That's a big fat fraud and it always has been. And they can't even try to pretend that. They said they were here to help protect kids' health. Why didn't they tell the state that in fact their test cleared Amos Miller's product and there was no E. coli there? Why didn't they tell people that? Why have they hid that until this day in court? Because they're acting in bad faith. They are the greatest threat to public health in the state of Pennsylvania ain't an Amish farmer named Amos Miller. It's the agency known as the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture. Wow. A freaking men. Don't you notice the same MO? We're gonna we're gonna have really weak evidence. And if we don't have evidence, we're gonna make evidence up. Right? And we're gonna run with that. And we're going to bank on people ahead of us in, la- in layers of government like justice. We're going to hope that they let our, our crusade go. They're used to getting away with it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about you, 
I'm ready to stand up and fight for one Amish farmer for as long as it freaking takes. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Did you hear this? The White House demanding, demanding that Fox News retract its reporting about Hunter and Joe. (laughs) What? Uh Uh-oh, walls closing in alert next. You know, it's interesting in this. Before... Before Amos Miller's lawyer finished with his kind of curbside outside the courthouse commentary yesterday, he said something that was breathtaking. He says Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is home to one of the biggest Amish populations in America, is losing 20% of its dairy farmers every decade. At that rate... It'll just take two generations to completely wipe out the industry. Like, who, whom would you trust more? And where would you feel more comfortable? In a community where neighbors rally to help each other out? You've seen those barn buildings, whatever, barn raisings, whatever they call them. Everybody has a job. Everybody knows the job. They, they move in, in a symphony. And from daybreak until dusk, the, the, the men of the Amish community will, will build something that will withstand terrible weather and, and stand for 100 years. Do you trust that? Do you, do you trust that, that hard work, that family building ethic? Or do you trust the other side that you're being served by Joe Biden in this presidency, in this administration, where there is no community? It is a dictatorship where they tell you what to do and you do it. Do this, do that. Accept our progress. So you choose. And in keeping with Amos Miller being, of course, on my mind, and if I'm one of the few national sources of information on this, so be it. I'm in on, on, I'm in on this for the long haul. I got a, a tweet yesterday. Happening now, Letitia James is now suing the world's largest beef producer, JBS USA, for not meeting environmental quality standards of net zero. By 2040. I guarantee you, if you asked her what that meant, she would not be able to tell you anything. This is this is this is what we're up against. You give mentally mediocre people who check a box for you a job and a title which really isn't theirs, but they're the face of it, and they become intoxicated by it. And they believe they really are that important, and they really are that talented, and they really aren't. Look at Fonnie Willis. Look at all of the debacle of that whole case that is dragged down. A former president of the United States who will most assuredly be the next sitting president. And we've allowed these people to run roughshod with, of course, the the blessings of the Barack Obama Uniparty nightmare deep state backers in an attempt to to gum up the works, to bog down one man, one man who many people believe is the miracle 
the conduit through which we revolt and we succeed. Letitia James, you suck too. Now, here's something that's interesting. The White House now doesn't like the reporting out there. This tells you all you need to know. There's no separation. These people are all sleeping together, literally and proverbially. Headline, thehill.com. White House demands Fox News retract coverage of bribery, bribery allegations against Hunter Biden and the president. Really? How about no? How about that? How about that? Ian Sams, you little pencil neck geek. No, Corrine Jean-Pierre, you blithering, blithering dipstick. The White House is demanding Fox News retract its coverage. Why? Calling the allegations against Hunter Biden false. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's not true. White House Special Assistant to the President Ian Sams blasted the network for covering claims of bribery against the President's son both online and over its airwaves aggressively. Remember how they picked up that guy? You know, that trusted FBI confidant who'd been on the payroll of the DOJ for more than a decade, probably 15 years, who was making six figures, who was the guy who said, you know what? I talked to the head of Burisma and he says he's got 17 voice recordings of Joe and Hunter accepting and dealing in bribes with Burisma. He's the guy who reported that, who, oh, that's right, this week the feds picked up and locked up. Why? Oh, he's a flight risk. (laughs) No, you want to control somebody who dared to tell the truth. This is what Ian Sams wrote in his letter to Fox News top brass, who was obtained Thursday by The Hill. I would cite the number of times Jesse Waters and Sean Hannity promoted this allegation and made false statements about President Biden on primetime television throughout this time period. But the footnote citations would fit multiple pages. That what? That everybody knows that they're dark and dirty as nuts? Is anybody out there going, what? I had no idea. Please. So in the in the cycle of life of a dictator, you're now at the part of that cycle where it's that mad scramble. This is like the burn pits as Vladimir Putin's troops were about to march into Ukraine. Quickly burn the evidence. What was that all about? Right? Oh, nothing to see over here. This is what Ian Sams in the White House is doing now. They want to gather all the documents. They want to find that 10-inch binder. They want to get all of the notes that Donald Trump had declassified and wanted to put out for everybody to see the ridiculousness of Crossfire Hurricane and their attempt to destroy him before the 2016 election, right? Election interference, threats to democracy. You don't have to look very far, ladies and gentlemen. You're living presently in an abusive government and this ian sam's twerp can can wax poetic all he wants america is awakened and i gotta tell you the cold air feels good on my face how about you guys when we come back i want to talk about this this whole border trip joe goes to brownsville Donald Trump goes to Eagle Pass. The coverage of it is actually more important than what actually happened during the visits. And so we're going to go up to 30,000 feet and we're going to look down at the media on hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Network.